0: Someone You Should Know, know. a program about people you know, and even more that you don't. Hosted by Stuart Sachs, veteran, husband, father, and grandfather. Now, here's your host,
1: Stuart Sachs. Well, hello again. It is Wednesday, it's 10 a.m., and this is Someone You Should Know. Glad to have you with us. This is the last show of the year. Can you believe it? Another year has flown by and we're getting ready to head into 2023. I don't know where the time goes, but I'm glad that you're spending some of it some of it with us. And also, I want to thank our producer, Christine Dean, who is also the sponsor of this show. Christine is the DFW Networking Diva. And she can help you in so many ways. You need to reach out to her to help with any of your marketing strategies. She can help you set up your websites, improve your websites, work on marketing plans. She knows what she's doing. Reach out to her. Excuse me, had to cough right there. Clear the throat, you know, before the end of the year. Get to start in a new year. Excuse me. Hey, whoa. I don't know where that came from. Ended up with a frog in my throat and where do you find a frog in December? I digress. Today we're going to be talking about something that that we probably don't often give enough attention to and that's our businesses and the and the mathematical aspects Of our businesses. So I reached out to a young lady who knows everything mathematical about your business and how to take care of it to keep you in line. So I welcome Jessica Bull to the show.
0: Thank you, Stuart. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I can't believe it's the end of the year already. I I know.
1: (laughs) You know, I, I, I often say, I remember when we were facing 2,000 and, you know, now now you're almost a quarter of a century in, into that new, new century. It, it, yes. It, and at my age, it just goes by too quickly.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> that is so right. I mean, I don't you know, know where December went. Yeah, I know. <laughs> let alone well, 2000.
1: And, and you, in your position as a bookkeeper... Uh, certainly, right now the end of the year is the time that you're trying to put everything together. It's yes. it's where where you've got everything in columns and you've got that line at the bottom, and now you've got to add up everything and start doing the reports. And
0: oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> what, what's fascinating to me, Jessica, is you know, and number one, I love the name of your company, the Keeper of the Ledger. I mean that that's just really classic. The first thing I want you to explain to those that are watching and listening to this show is what is the basic difference between a bookkeeper and an accountant?
0: The basic difference is the bookkeeper is in your books, you know, every week, every month. Where your accountant, you take and you get your reports. They file your taxes, so they're more um, they're more of the umbrella where your bookkeeper is the one that's just walking alongside you. And a lot of times, if you have a really good bookkeeper, uh, can offer you suggestions on what to do differently in your business. Uh, Your CPA will do it, too. Your accountant will do it, too. Um, But sometimes, you know, depending on your relationship with them, they're just going to take what you give them, look it over and make sure it's correct. And, you know, file it and maybe say, this is how you can save on some taxes some more but they won't give you suggestions on, you know, I see that your, your widgets here are outselling your gizmos over here. You know, they, they won't give that type of um, detailed advice.
1: And I will tell you firsthand, that is an extremely valid point because b- basically in a nutshell, the accountant will take everything and just make sure that it's in the proper column. Uh, mm-hmm. And all, but what you just said is so important, especially for the small business owner and operator, uh, because, yeah. you know, he doesn't often look to see that his inventory is getting low in this area. The bookkeeper is usually the first one that sees that, you know, yeah. uh, or the reverse is true too. The bookkeeper also sometimes says, gee, we had X number of units of this uh, two months ago. And you've only sold one. Maybe you should put it on sale or on promotion. You know, and exactly. I'm talking from personal experience. <laughs> I was I was a retailer for 40 years, uh, so so I know how how important it is to have a bookkeeper. Would you say that there are far too many small and medium sized businesses that don't put a great enough value and in, in have as part of their staff?
0: Absolutely. Um, what I've really found is mid-sized businesses are realizing, hey, I need some help. Um, but there are a lot of times they've been doing the books themselves and they're really afraid to hand it over to someone else because it really is their baby. Their business is their baby and the books are the lifeblood of their baby. And so they're really afraid to hand it over. And what I find a lot of times with uh, new small businesses is they're just at that point that they're like, I, I don't think I can do it yet. Um, you know, my business hasn't grown enough, I don't think I can afford it. And what I've been finding and talking to a lot of those small business, especially new ones, is that you can't afford not to do it. Um, and I'm starting to try and make more packages and more advice that Uh, really targets those new small businesses uh, because that's just what I've been hearing. And I just have a heart so much for seeing businesses grow.
1: Well, and, and, Jessica brings up a very, very good point folks, because if it's your business, you want to run your business your way. But when you have somebody like Jessica, who is looking at it through a different set of eyes Then she often can come back to you and say, You know, I know it's your business and you can run it whatever way you want, but I would suggest that maybe you look at this and this because it will help improve it.
0: Exactly. And
1: and I think that that's a good reason for somebody to consider a bookkeeper. Also, having at one time, my wife and I were operating a small business, we expanded to five and six stores. Uh, So at that time, we were we were busy running between stores, working with with, you know, the the uh, our our help situations and worried about that. So for me to have to take an hour or so every day to sit down and worry about the books, uh, very often it would take the business owner and operator away from his main mission, and that is to run your business. So like giving that responsibility, yeah, 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 you know.
0: And I see a lot of businesses, once they come to me, they're like, I am so sorry that it's, they're so far behind. And I just want to tell them, you know, that's, it's common. Don't be embarrassed. You know, I am here to help you. And so (laughs) it's, that's often the way it is, is no one's ever finds a bookkeeper and is ever caught up and everything's already in place. So.
1: Yeah, I think it's fair to say that that if you have a bookkeeper on your staff, that bookkeeper is going to see any red lights far before you will, mm-hmm. and 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 help you help you avoid of avoid them, and so exactly. you've been doing this a very long time, haven't you?
0: <laughs> I actually have done it a very long time. I started bookkeeping. Uh, I learned what was. I went to business school and I learned what was called automated accounting. And so it was one of the first accounting programs on the computer and you had to log into it through DOS prompt. And so I call it kind of the, you know, the wild west of accounting, almost on the computer. It was very early, um, a lot of fun. And so I had been bookkeeping since then, you know, almost 30 years, a little bit of off and on. Cause for a little bit there, I would, um, own my own business. I homeschooled my kids. And during that time I ran a homeschool co-op. So I wasn't doing other people's books, but I was keeping my own. (laughs) And uh, so I've only really started my own business, branched out on my own, as far as doing other, you know, multiple books um, virtually, which is what I absolutely love now is that Mm -hmm. with QuickBooks Online and other programs, um, you don't have to have an in-house bookkeeper anymore. You just, you know, and it's cheaper to, you know, get a bookkeeper that is doing your books. And so I started that. It's been, October was when I formed my LLC last year. And then I dabbled a little bit in December to start getting my website up and everything. But it really got up and growing the end of January, beginning of February. So, you know, there's no hard set date, but I'm right about a year. on really getting my business growing and it has grown. I can't believe how fast it's grown.
1: And Christine will be be scrolling across the the, the screen, uh, your website and uh, information about how how those of you watching and listening can get in touch with Jessica if you have questions or concerned or want additional information about fees and all. And and a lot of that information is right on the website. You 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 you're, you're uh, very very transparent about it, and you can handle everything from small, you know, one person businesses right up to large large corporations um okay. and 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 that's that's the beauty of somebody that knows what they're doing you mentioned virtually i mean the the ability to to work with customers uh as we are right now via zoom or via stream yard or any other virtual way sure as heck is better than you having to travel to all these businesses to sit down across a table or for the CEO or CFO of that corporation to have to come to you. You can get things done more instantaneously.
0: Yes. And so, and you know, I can, I can go in and check on it just anytime I want. Even I have, um, one customer that still has desktop, but there's now ways that, uh, we have, um, I don't have to log in while they're sitting there watching me log in there's even software that allows us to upload um, a shared file and so each time that i need to get into their books i just go in and get into it and it uploads the it updates the file so the next time they get into their books uh, the file is directly downloaded into there and so it's a way to share that they don't even have to say oh okay let me go turn on my computer let me you know so there's been so many leaps and bounds so if people are still using quickbooks um, desktop i can even still do their books
1: and 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 for those that that you know uh have have just gotten into the computer age i mean quickbooks has been a, a, a phenomenal program uh, when I got into business with my parents and everything, this was really almost before the computer age, and 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 ledgers. That's why the name your name appeals to me yes. is because everything was done on a paper ledger. They were, you know, uh, uh, you know about about three three feet wide and, <laughs> and, and a foot and a half tall, and there were more columns than you could even focus on. But but the more columns and you I- had. The, the, the I did you, learn
0: on that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, And that's,
1: that's how you learned. And then all of a sudden QuickBooks comes out with, with mm-hmm. a, you know, computerized version of that. And it just made everything go lightning fast.
0: It did. However. And that's one of the re- reasons I do like the name is because I did learn on, you know, the double entry ledger. And so <laughs> I really know how it works in the back end. So.
1: Yeah. Do, do you have any clients that still like the old uh, double entry ledger system?
0: I haven't come across any that have mentioned it or really like it no they they really do like the fact that everything's you know really easy to read that reports can be generated right away and so i think they've all left that but it's really nice to know um the double entry ledger because it really allows you to know what's going on underneath the surface and in the back end and so if i make because everyone makes mistakes. Sometimes you type something in and you hit enter, and you realize, wait a minute, that didn't go where it was supposed to go. You know how to go in and say, up oh, here it is, and undo it. So,
1: well, and as I said before, too, when when you are looking over a client's uh, ledger or or their QuickBooks program, uh, very often a a a, a you know uh, a light will will click and say, check this out. You yes. see that you can analyze it. You can go back the, the shop owner or the business owner operator doesn't have to take time away from their schedule to find it because you're doing that them. And then all of a sudden you send over an email or something. When you have time, check the email I just sent you because it's something I think you need to look over and either approve or say, don't worry about it.
0: Yep. That's exactly. And, yeah. and that's one of the other things, too, with technology, because I get a lot of people worrying about, well, when you send me an email, is it going to be safe? And so I use um, software, too, that encrypts everything that we send so that we can send, you know, bank information back and forth. And so that takes, you know, it's it's just gone so much farther than when I started with the, <laughs> the double entry ledgers and you had to hand some you know, information to right. someone.
1: And and also, while your website shows a basic fees for small, medium, and large side businesses, you customize everything for the business that you're going to be dealing with, depending on what their their needs are and and what their size is and what their their uh, you know product count is.
0: I do um, the the fees because everyone kind of wants to know before they start talking to you what am I getting into? Are they going to charge me an arm and a leg? Um, the fees are more just a general, this is what you can, you know, close to expect. And, but I get in there and if you're, you know, I look at your transactions, how much you do per month, how many accounts you have, like, do you have a lot of credit cards, a lot of um, bank accounts, that type of thing, you know, it can change the fees. So if you're really small too, I take that into consideration because I'm like, you, know, you don't have a whole lot for me to work on right now, let's do this and help you grow and we'll change the price as we grow and sometimes like I have a you know client now that you know I might need to go in there and decrease the price a little bit. They've just been you know not growing as much as they thought they would and so I'll go back and forth. it's definitely and the nice thing about a package price instead of an hourly price is you know ahead of ahead of time, what's going to come out of your bank account. You're not getting to the end of the month and go, Oh, they worked a lot of hours in my books this month. It's gonna, you know, I'm going to be hit with a hefty fee. So it really helps you plan.
1: Yeah. The cost, the cost side, uh, you know, uh, uh, out, out, outpace the, the income side. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, and again, folks, if you have any questions, Jessica is very approachable. Reach out to her, uh, send her an email and ask a, a question or get in touch with her. Now, the people that are watching, a large part of our audience is in the Texas area, but I, we reach people all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have to be licensed in other states in order to be able to do bookkeeping work for somebody that maybe is watching us from Colorado or from, from uh, you know the Northeast or so?
0: Nope. I do bookkeeping. I do, since I, um, I do sales tax. I file sales tax for some of my clients. I do have to learn, um, all of their sales tax, especially because I do specialize in doing vendors. So a lot of them are on Shopify. They're on Amazon. Um, Amazon's easy because Amazon takes care of it, but you still have to, they're not easy when it comes to the reports and putting in the correct information. Um, and those who use Amazon know what I'm talking about. They keep right. back some of the money that you made that month and don't give it to you till the next month. But you need to report it. So a lot of people, when I get into their books, um, haven't done that correctly. So I actually, I have customers, clients all over the United States, You know, Colorado, Arkansas, Texas. So I go all over. I just have it spread out outside of the United States. And so that would be a different <laughs> ball of wax to get into, but.
1: Right. Well, I, I know as far as accountants go, sometimes accountants can only work within certain certain jurisdictions and certain states. They have to be licensed in, to, yes. to work in, in some of those other, but but for a bookkeeper, and as I say, folks, if you are operating a business and you just feel like you're spending far too much time trying to put everything from column A into column B and manage it, a bookkeeper can be the 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 right arm that you've always looked for to help you, uh, run your businesses. And I'm talking from firsthand I- experience too. So it's so, all right. So let's face it when, when the talk about just bookkeeping, oh, people might say it's kind of a dry subject, yes. uh, i know, but, and you know, and for you, it's like, like rote. I mean, you, you know, it inside and out, uh, people like me have to open the book and go through chapter by chapter to understand yes. what they're doing. But what is Jessica? you know, you, you are a married lady.
0: Yes. And, and this and, is airing on my husband's birthday. So happy birthday to him.
1: Yes. <laughs> happy birthday. And and you have two two children teenagers?
0: Two teenagers. Oh and so, boy, oh boy. And I've involved them because I want them to have the knowledge on how to run a business or when they leave here, I want them to be self sufficient on, you know, running a business, owning their own business. And so I have them employed in my business now. So
1: that's, and then so what, what is Jessica and, and her husband and her kids like to do when you're, when you're not adding up column A, B, and C?
0: Well, that's the interesting part is I, was just doing my bookkeeping, just starting to grow, because I mentioned um, I've only been doing this for about a year. And my I introduced my kids a long time ago. I love going to events, vendor events. So the Renaissance Fair, Comic-Con, anything like that. And my kids have really gotten into it too. And my 15 then 15-year-old, um, she was about to have a birthday, but then 15-year-old comes to me and says, hey there's this really neat comic-con you know and i'll just call them all comic-cons they all have different names um down in san antonio it's after i get my license and my friend down in san antonio says that i can stay at her house i'll drive down and from where i live san antonio is a five-hour drive and she would have only had her license for about a month and uh i go uh, that's not going to happen. Um, you're not going by yourself. You're not spending the night at your friends and going. No. Uh, what, what's plan B? <laughs> what's plan B? And I said, well, and by that time she was working for me in the business. So I said, well, let's. I'll go with you. You um, know, I don't mind you going. I'll go with you. But let's figure out a way that. And that's when the bells kind of went off. Let's figure out a way to. Um, really make this about business so that we can write it off so you know we can write off the hotel and everything else and that's when it dawned on me because I've I have a heart for you know vendors that go to those type of conventions to fairs to even setting up at you know just the local town square that they set up for Christmas I just have Mm -hmm. a heart for that I've done it myself in the past I know how hard it is I love, I know a lot of bookkeepers who say, I do not want to get anywhere near e-commerce businesses because it really is complicated. When you do the sales tax, when you have to make sure the companies are meeting nexus in each state they go to, and just the reports that, you know, the like Shopify and everything can send you, it can be really confusing on how it works. And I actually really like that. I love anything that's actually a little bit more complicated to do because it just gives me more I, it just gives me I, i'll even say a thrill i love getting into that kind of thing so that's when it really dawned on me i'm like i've loved going to these type of events i've always dressed up at renaissance fairs i've always dressed up whenever i go to a comic con or anything i said and i love those are my people they always have been and i said why am i not you know niching directly to those people and so that's when it you know it came up that um we went to comic-con i dressed up in i think at that very first one i did um the fairy godmother from shrek i did dolores umbridge from harry potter and i did um velma from scooby-doo and i've done tons others i've done and i even i've always done well we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so that, <laughs> well, I was going to tell about more of the things that I do, because I actually do videos and um, put them up on my sites. But I've had some new ideas that um, that I'm working on. And so you don't see any new videos in the last about month. And so I'll explain that in a minute. But I went to the Comic Con and started talking to vendors. And I just it's just my scene, and I still have a lot of other people that approach me. That um, some construction people, some other stuff, and I don't turn, you know, away um, hardly anyone because I am. I'm starting to work with a team of people now, but um, really, I do talk to people because if I think someone else might be a better fit for them, I will tell them. So I'm not going to just accept everyone. But as I talk to people and I realize. Oh, this will be a good fit. You know, I go ahead and take them on. And I've had some people that aren't a fit. I'm like, I think, you know, I have someone in mind because I work with a lot of a network of bookkeepers. I'm in several groups that, you know, grow in your business. So I, if we're not a good fit, I probably know someone who is. So I'm I'm almost uh um in Comic Con and everything. So I'm a bookkeeper that just doesn't look like your average boring bookkeeper
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know you you ain't you ain't your basic three-piece suit person are you
0: (laughs) no and at first it was really hard to do because in my mind I'm like people don't expect to see Winifred Sanders from Hocus Pocus you know approaching them and saying hey do you want your books done
1: (laughs) right now now there are probably a few people that are watching and listening that are saying, wait a minute, wait, She said something about Comic-Con. What, what is Comic-Con?
0: So Comic-Con is a huge um, event that many different cities, like uh, the one that I'm talking about in San Antonio was San Japan in, I think it was September. Um, and so it really, the word Comic-Con started with the San Diego, I think it was the San Diego Comic-Con in California. And when people cosplay, that's really what I've been doing is cosplay. I've heard some people go, so you're just really like dressing up for Halloween. And I said, well, when you dress up for Halloween, you might be a vampire, but when you cosplay, you're dressing up maybe as Dracula or as your favorite Uh, Movie character. So when I said Winifred Sanders, I'm not just dressing up as a witch, I'm dressing up as someone specifically. Um, And my daughter, yeah, my daughter does a huge amount of cosplaying. And so that's where we decided to kind of, you know, it allowed us to do something together and build. And when you find that you have teenagers, anything that you can do to bond, you know, that really helped us. So cosplay. I went to a Dallas Cosplay recent uh, Comic Con and met um, Matt Smith from Doctor Who. Well, he's done a lot, but he's my favorite doctor from Doctor Who. And uh, Jenna Coleman, who was one of his companions, was also there. And so I dressed up as the TARDIS and I went and met my favorite doctor and his companion and got my picture taken with them. And I talked to a lot of vendors and there was a, you know, Uh, Doctor Who uh, vendor there that um, they do meetups every month and everything and so it's just a way that if you're into any kind of fandom so if you're into Marvel it's a you know or Spider-Man let's say Spider-Man specifically you really love Spider-Man you can dress as Spider-Man go there meet people who are selling Spider-Man merchandise meet more people who love Spider-Man as much as you make friends and just I've just found everyone just just be so open arms um, that it's just a great community. It really is a community. So,
1: it you, it is it is you know, and there's lots of different versions of this. There are people that that uh, like to go to uh, reenactments. Uh, there are Civil mm-hmm. War and and Revolutionary War reenactments uh, everywhere around the around the the country, uh, and. And I didn't realize that Comic Con is basically celebrating its fiftieth year now. From, yeah. from since it started out in in in, uh, in uh, San Diego, and uh, they draw. Uh, did am I correct that at their their annual event they can draw a hundred and thirty thousand people? Yes. Uh, that yes. come and so. So And it's just growing. I can't believe serious. how much
0: it's growing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and then because of because of the way it grew over the, the initial decades uh and all they have them all over the country now and yes. people will travel. And as you mentioned, for instance, Marvel is is going through this renaissance of its own right now with all of the various releases of the new Marvel uh characters and movies. And also, even some of the movie houses are having events when they release a, a new movie, and I think it's it's great. It's like taking Halloween, like you said, to a an, another level, uh, yeah. allowing people to actually get into character, share a lot of information between themselves, and also inviting some of the characters to these conventions so you can interact with them, and. Isn't it kind of a beautiful way to just escape the reality of of our everyday lives and and say that maybe once or twice a year you will go to one of these events and put on these costumes, become someone else? Uh, look, I I spent some time with the Disney organization. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, Walt Disney was an absolute hero of mine, and he built mm-hmm. Disneyland and later in the early 70s, Disney World. And it the, the Magic Kingdom in Disney World is, is basically based on characters and yeah. interacting with those characters. And, and a lot of what Jessica is doing is based on that, becoming these characters for a period of time. Uh, how many little girls grow up wanting to be Snow White, and and yeah. and wearing those outfits? M- me, my my favorite. <laughs> I always love the Road Runner and Wile E. Coyote. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I bonded with my dad over those when I was a kid. So they were very yeah. popular at the time. Yeah.
1: You yeah. so I do. You, your husband and your and your and your kids—they they love to go to these conventions too, and 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 act act out and react some of these uh, these characters too.
0: Um, we all love going. It's mostly my daughter and I that really love to dress up. My, however, we've all dressed up going to like the Renaissance fairs and everything. Um, what my son really likes about the conventions, the comic cons, is there's often uh, a lot of time gaming that goes on and he's a big gamer so for him he loves it because of the gaming but i bet he would um dress up as maybe his favorite gaming character like um from oh no it's left the tip of my tongue i i can um picture it in my mind um but it's you know one of his favorite game you know not not gamers but from the game um you know dress up as it's right on the tip of my tongue, <laughs> but people know. I, have a, I have a
1: now. grandson that is, is head over heels uh, into Fortnite. Uh, yes. And so you know, and and, 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 and they and... have
0: tons of people there for Fortnite for you know, just all of that type of gaming. Yeah. So
1: and 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 did you did you have this fascination for comic con and everything also when you were younger or is this something that you developed a little bit more as an adult
0: um well when i was younger you know it wasn't around but i did still have that kind of fascination i was always into um i was always creative and so i had done dance and creative um but i was also very much into uh, let's just put it this way Star Trek. So I love Star Trek when I was a teenager. Um, and, and that's what really probably started the whole Comic Con thing is people go into Star Trek conventions, dressing up in their Star Trek uniforms, um, meeting other people who love the same thing. And I, my husband actually had gone to a few of those, I didn't make it to um, right when I, you know, a little bit about a backstory about me is right when I graduated from high school, well not right away but a couple years after I graduated from high school um you know I I married my high school sweetheart and we moved out of the country and so you know but I got into very early things like Pokemon and had all the Pokemon cards so if I had been back in the States I probably would have gone to all the conventions that they had but um you know i slowly made my way back around and got into it and but i've always been one a collector of all that stuff um i've always collect so pretty much i've always been into the fandom i remember being a teenager and collecting all the mcdonald's you know the happy meal toys the, the collectible okay, yeah. ones that are now um you know collecting all the disney memorabilia always i lived in california when i growing up so i remember going to disney a lot I was always into the fandom. So that's probably the biggest thing for me is um, connecting with other people who love the same fans kind of stuff that I do. But also just because I find that there's such a, a welcoming and warm community that anyone that you talk to, even if, because my daughter's into anime and I watch a lot of the anime that she's into, but I don't, you know, I don't dress up in the anime that she did. But just talking to anyone else in that community they're just so <laughs> appreciative, and and it's just a beautiful community, and so that's kind of why I um, do it is because I love. I want to see those vendors grow their business, the ones that are selling to the fans. And so, you know, I know we'll probably get into it, but um, I have a Facebook group specifically for the fandom. So it's called Purveyors of the Fandom, and it's for both sellers and fans. I post a lot of memes. I post a lot of my videos where I dress up and cosplay and maybe give some business, you know, some bookkeeping tips. Um, It's probably for the last month or so been a little on hiatus because I have some really big ideas that I'd like to implement in the beginning of the new year to really help um, small businesses uh, grow more and maybe help them um, grow their business. And so it's a little bit, out of just from the bookkeeping but it's uh you can see as it's scrolling by some of the i make sure i post at least a meme um, almost every day Uh, that's where my daughter really helps me and so all of these things are related to christmas but it just invokes those feelings from our childhood or if you're a child now but (laughs) that you're still watching all these things like when the muppet christmas carol comes out you know they just had an update this year and um reintroduced a uh, scene that was cut. And so a lot of people, a lot of fans are flocking back to the Muppet Christmas Carol, and it's actually huge this year. So just things like that. And so it's not, it's not, you know, it's not just Star Trek. It's not just Marvel. It's if you, if you're in a community that loves to express your community. So, you know, I love Harry Potter. I've done Dolores Umbridge is probably one of my most favorite characters. And so my kids were little when we started going to all the library events and we would dress up as, you know, the, I would dress usually as Dolores because, you know, that just gets so much reaction, but they dress up in their robes and everything. And, um, and the people who are selling the merchandise at this, they're, you know, they're great people and they are just, you know, usually they're small. I've met a lot of big ones too, but, um, a lot of people are small and really want to grow. And so that's my goal is to really help them grow their business.
1: Well, then, as you said earlier, marrying up your, your love of comic con and, uh, uh, and the new Facebook page purveyors of the fandom, uh, and all, and then going to some of these events, uh, where people are, are, you know, in the retail aspect of it too, uh, you know they're they're at those conventions because they want to sell product. They want to sell their collections. They want to yeah. buy, sell, trade. They want to be busy doing that. They don't want to necessarily have to be tied down with trying to keep track of everything. And they're they
0: they're, are busy people.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, so so to have a, have a bookkeeper that knows uh the the bookkeeping aspect of it as well as The products that you're you're selling,
0: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's me as (laughs) Winifred.
1: There you are. That is great depiction. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I go all out when I do my cosplays. Usually, so it's (laughs) as do
1: most. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Star Trek. That was probably one of the 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 big uh, uh, thrusts for getting people to go into some of these conventions, and they still do. They still have Star Trek. Uh, conventions oh yeah. then then when uh uh um, oh gosh you you talk about things slipping your 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 mind um uh, uh Yoda and um, um uh han solo what what am i thinking of uh, 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 you know they have they have regular uh shows and 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 conventions oh yeah for yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Star Wars. Uh, it, people, people show up in, in thousands and thousands to interact, and like you said, get dressed up in their favorite character. Is that you, too?
0: That is me, too. Yep, <laughs> the background is on the TARDIS for Matt Smith's TARDIS. So, <laughs> and what I find is one of the reasons why, um, I've done this is because i know a lot of the vendors who attend these they like to cosplay also it's the reason why they got into it is because they usually they enjoy that group they enjoy what they sell and so and if they don't they're usually not very successful and so it really by stepping into it myself i know what they're going through i know what their fans are thinking so i can I can be more specific in my help. um i might pick up a tip from one vendor that is working really well and pass it on to other and, vendors and share one it's example, somebody else. yeah one example is i came across a vendor who had signs put out on their table um pay me by venmo or zell and they put their qr codes right there and so you know all the person they didn't have to try and get the uh, vendors attention, they paid, and then they turn to the vendor and go, I just paid for this. And the vendor looks at their phone, and go, yep, you're good to go. And so it, you know, and not all the vendors were using that. And so I've started passing on that tip to, And so that's what I can really do. That's why I do what I do. Um, cause I can give them more help specifically instead of just asking the bookkeeper.
1: It's fascinating so so are there are there current current movies and all that you that you follow that you're uh that you're into
0: i'm i love marvel um i love you know i probably belong to a few of the gothic horror groups that are around so um so the new wednesday um that came out so i uh which yeah
1: i haven't i haven't seen (laughs) that yet but we right now, my wife and I are in the final season of Stranger Things.
0: Oh yes,
1: and 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 someone said, "Boy, when you're finished with Stranger Things, you got to watch Wednesdays." And <laughs> and you know, again, that's something that COVID did. It got us all into watching not just a, a a one and a half hour or a two hour movie, but watching a four season or six season episodes of something. And by doing that, you become a little bit more involved with the characters. Yes. And, and, and you fall in love with some of those particular characters and, and, uh, uh, I can. And there's could... me
0: as Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> oh. So, So a lot you... of times I'll make my own costumes or stuff. So I made that one. Yeah. So I've really been into it. In fact, I mean, it... before my son was born, my husband and I loved Stargate. And I told my husband, I really want to name our son, Daniel Jackson. He's Uh. like, because Stargate (laughs) was actually huge back then. But for most people now, they'll be like, okay, I don't get it, Daniel Jackson. But it was a character of a show. So, you know, I would have named, you know, his first name, Daniel, his middle name, Jackson. My husband was like, no, we can't do it. So, yeah, I do (laughs) kind of get into my fandoms. I, you know, I really wanted to name him Daniel Jackson. And uh, we settled for a different name, but. I would have done it, so I do get in <laughs> pretty hard. So, well,
1: what's what's fascinating about our whole discussion today uh, is the fact that now people are looking at this 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 uh, very knowledgeable bookkeeper that we started talking to at the at the top of the show, and now she is basically a character actress also, <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> and you're saying. Wow. You know, she, she, she is more than just a bookkeeper.
0: <laughs> I'm the one on the, I'm the taller. Um, I met another uh, fairy godmother there. So I'm the one with the leg coming out and the whole hair. eye up. So, but to, to give her credit, she was like, Oh, I'm heading to a party after this. So it was a late minute, you know, throw on for, her, but yeah. <laughs> and that's actually my daughter who helps me, um, you know, go, and that was at night one night. She still was taking off all her makeup and had the white out contacts. And she's like, take a picture of me, take a picture of me. So <laughs>
1: oh, that's funny. Look at that.
0: There's well, Belma je- looking for her glasses. <laughs> Jessica, then- I, I'm
1: I'm I'm very, very impressed with your your love of Comic Con. Uh, and I think that maybe it, it has opened up the eyes of a lot of other people as to what it is and how much fun it can be. Um, yes. And and I don't want to take away for a moment, not only your love of Comic-Con, but your love of bookkeeping because again, for those that are watching and listening, you do not have to be nearby. You can be anywhere in the country. If you've got questions about bookkeeping or or adding Jessica to your to your staff uh, to say, hey, it's something I would be more than happy to pass off to somebody that's more interested and knowledgeable in it. Reach out, reach out to Jessica, uh, and I'll, she'll answer your questions. She, yeah. And she knows her stuff. And then, and then you can always talk about uh, your favorite comic characters too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and one last thing with that group, my goal is to help businesses build. So I want to have more giveaways of their merchandise to their fans. So the group is for both sellers and fans, um, cause I want to help promote your business. So I want to give shout outs to your business, uh, promote your merchandise, uh, maybe, you know, give a big, uh, a screen day for, you know, that's, I promote your business on that day. And so it's just a way I feel that we can help grow your business.
1: Jessica Bull, Keeper of the Ledger. And thank you very, very much for for taking the time to be a guest on my show. I
0: I always end my show
1: by saying, be yourself because everyone else is already (laughs) taken.
0: That's right. But in some cases,
1: in some cases, you can be somebody else too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. I love being someone else.
1: It's the end of the year. Happy, happy, happy and healthy new year to you and to your family. And to all of you who are watching, someone you should know, go out and make it a good day. Have a great new year. And I'll come back and see us again next year, which is next Wednesday at 10 (laughs) o'clock. And we'll see you then. And again, thanks for joining us. And thanks again to Jessica Bull, Someone You Should Know.
0: Thanks, Stuart. Bye. Someone You Should Know.